So Money episode 1024, Managing Your Financial Stress in Your Relationship with Financial Therapist Lindsay Brian Podman. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Just take a pause from looking at your money, which sounds so crazy right now, but especially if you are looking at things like your long-term investments, your retirement accounts, when you log in there, all you're going to see is that giant red arrow that says the word loss, and it's going to trigger a ton of anxiety. That's not going to be helpful for anyone. Welcome to So Money, everybody. April 1st, we made it. New month, still a lot of uncertainty, right? And with that comes financial uncertainty. If you're in a relationship, especially right now, this can be a heightened period for a lot of reasons. And our guest today, Lindsay Brian Podvin, has some critical advice for all of us navigating money in our relationships. If you had big goals to buy a house, start a family, put more in your business this year, and things are a little bit on hold, how do you have those conversations? How do you navigate? navigate your anxiety and your stress. Lindsay is a biracial financial therapist, speaker, and author. She's passionate about helping high-earning couples recommit to their relationships using shame-free money coaching. It is her mission to teach all her couples how to stand in their power by including money in their relationship. She's the founder of mindmoneybalance.com and the author of the book, The Financial Anxiety Solution. Lindsay and I explore how we develop ideas around money as kids, the importance of reframing unhealthful thoughts about money, and how to establish or reestablish smart goals now as you think about your money in the future. Here's Lindsay Brian Podvin. Lindsay Brian Podvin, welcome to So Money again. It's been a year and quite the year it's been. Yeah, no kidding. I'm so happy to be back. Really good time to be having you back on the show as somebody who works with individuals and couples uh, through their financial therapy as it is. And you've got a new book out called The Financial Anxiety Solution. Couldn't have been better timing, I would say. Not, I know. Nothing feels know. like good it's, timing right now, but this 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 feels right. I know. It's so weird. And you know how it goes for Anoush being an author. You write these things long before they make their way into the world. So I couldn't have predicted that the, the publishing date of February 18th would have, you know, been so eerily aligned with what's going on in our today. So has your advice changed? No, <laughs> not at all. And and because really my advice is about tackling the emotions and the psychology, and that has very little to do with whether we're in a bull or a bear market. It's really about getting grounded with yourself and quieting down the thoughts that are coming from anxiety and coming from fear and aren't helpful. And I would imagine now all of those thoughts and fears are escalated. What are your clients coming to you with? What are their biggest struggles and pain points? And how are you helping them during these really uncertain times? 
Yeah, I mean, the the struggles and pain points, to your point, have just really been amplified. So my couples, now since we last met, my my practice area has certainly narrowed in. So when I first kind of hung up my shingle, I was seeing kind of anybody who had financial stressors. And as you can imagine, that's pretty much everyone. So as time went on, I started narrowing into couples because what would happen is that individuals would come into my practice, but they were partnered or married and really quickly it became evident that I needed both people in the room. So then I pivoted to couples and then it narrowed down even more to high earning couples just by the nature of where I am. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is a, um, it's a high cost of living area for the Midwest, but it's also one of the more highly educated places. Depending on the year, our zip code has the most bachelor's and master's degrees in the country. Hmm. So I just narrowed in on who I was seeing and who I was serving. So my the pain points of my clients had been guilt about earning money. And now that is amplified like crazy because there's this dis there's not a disconnect, but there's this feeling of how dare I have money when others have less. And now it's even more amplified, uh, depending on which papers you're reading or how you're getting your news. They're saying things like one in five people are going to lose their jobs because of what's happening in our environment. So that guilt just gets multiplied. So what I'm telling people is that if you're in a position where you are fortunate enough to not have lost your job, the worst thing you can do is give everything away and then not be in a position of charging for your products and services or going into your job and earning money. Because if we've seen anything in these past few weeks, it's that when money stops being charged and exchanged, our economy also comes to a standstill. So we have to continue if we're fortunate enough to be able to charge for our work or to go in and clock into a traditional office. We have to keep doing that to keep the economy going. Money, as you know, is such a point of contention in relationships. It's a leading cause of divorce. Now, so many couples are under one roof with the kids, trying to work from home, very cozy. We're living in a small rental right now, temporarily with the kids, and um, we're trying to buy a house. And like, it's stressful because we feel like we can't make a rational choice right now. Um, right. We're trying to. We keep trying to remind ourselves what like what the goals are, but it's it, it feels like when you're in the thick of so much uncertainty and crampedness in your house that it's hard to see through it and make rational decisions. And this is your expertise. So how do couples make rational financial choices right now with all the stressors? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I love what you said about how can we make rational decisions? So with all of this uncertainty and all of this fear, of course, our emotions are going to respond to that and they're going to spiral out of control. And what we don't want to do is make knee jerk choices. I coach my clients through all of that, regardless of the type of economy we're in. But certainly right now, you don't want to do anything out of panic. You don't want to do anything out of fear. So what I have found really interesting is that, you know, my, my husband and I are also working from home together. We're spending a lot of time under the same roof, but I've even found that even though we're sharing space, we're not exactly sharing quality time. It's not like all, you know, date nights and bonbons here. It's like everyone's trying <laughs> no, to make no, everything No, not for you. Work. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> 
Right, right. So for for my couples, what I'm trying to share with them is that um, in Michigan, we're also in a shelter in place, shelter at home order, um, which I think is the right choice. And we're still allowed to leave the house. So one thing that's been really helpful for us is just actually getting outside and getting some fresh air. And I'm trying to help my couples also do that, even if it's all you're doing is going and sitting outside on the front stoop of your apartment building or walking around the block just getting some fresh air can be really helpful. And there's a few reasons for this. One is that just getting outside of your own head, getting outside of your own setting can be really helpful to see nature kind of continue on, right? To see the buds kind of coming out and coming onto the trees can be this reminder that life still goes on and helping to kind of ground you to have those conversations that aren't coming from panic and aren't coming from, you know, your phone beeping and your email alerts going off and your boss calling you and your clients asking for help, like really actually getting away from all of that to start and let your body come back to its normal state. And maybe you can't get fully into that normal state, but certainly a less anxious, a less heightened state to make those rational decisions and making really basic calls right now, right? So going, how much money do we have coming in? How much money do we have going out? In terms of what's going out, what can we decrease that isn't serving us right now. And I'm saying right now because this is temporary. So what subscription services maybe aren't you using? What are some things that maybe you're spending money on that you can negotiate? I've had a lot of clients have success with negotiating with their car insurance, their auto insurance, right? Because they're, they're simply not driving anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not driving as far anymore, or maybe they can renegotiate other things. Um, I know so many utility companies have been so generous about getting payments, like accepting partial payments or creating payment plans. Same thing goes with mortgages, um, depending on if you have a landlord or landlady, seeing if they can negotiate with some things about the money that's going out and also keeping your mental health in mind. So I just restarted a workout streaming service because I needed to move my body in a different way and I needed my brain to get a break from everything and I needed somebody else to say, okay, now do a squat, now do a push up." And that for me was worth it finding. Financially. So looking at what are the ins and what are the outs, what can you cut for now that isn't an absolute necessity without putting your mental or physical health at risk? True. We can still go outside, It's although the weather hasn't been cooperating. Today is one of the first nice days <laughs> in a while, so we're going to try to go outside and keep our distance. But I'm, you know, you're right. I'm worried more about the mental health piece than yeah. anything else right now, especially yeah. with two young kids. Mm-hmm. They're telling me I'm bored. It, they're getting lethargic. Mm-hmm. And um, also you said don't make knee-jerk reactions, but we're finding ourselves because of what's happening, wanting to get the heck out of New York City so bad, like we did before, but now we definitely, because we, we're craving that backyard and that mm-hmm. green space because um, now more than ever, it's proving that that is what we need. Um, mm-hmm. We need nature. Mm-hmm. And so it's knee jerk, but it's also like what we've always wanted. And so uh, we'll keep you posted. Everyone yeah. is like asking me like, did you move yet? I'm like, I, it's day by day. What can I tell you? 
Right. Right. But what I love about what you said about your, your house is that this is not a knee jerk thing. You guys have been looking for a house for a long time. And those are some of the values that are important to you and to your family. So it's not a knee jerk. Oh my gosh, this is happening. We have to escape. It's, this is reaffirming all of the things that you'd wanted all along, which is also what I tell my couples is check back in with those values and make sure that you're making those choices in alignment with them. So your practice is called Mind Money Balance. And part of what you help your clients with is um, working on on the ideas that they developed about money as kids. And I love talking about this on the show with my guests. I can only imagine right now, if you're a parent and you have children, this is going to be, when you look back, a big memory for you in Mm -hmm. so many ways, but perhaps was a time when you also learned about the stresses of money or financial realities, experiencing your parents lose their jobs or not being able to pay their bills. So what do you have advice for parents who want to make sure that this time frame does not leave a bad imprint on their kids as far as the value of money, the importance of money and the power of money? Oh, love this question. And you're so right. So we develop as children, we soak up our little brains are working so hard to soak up as much information as possible, particular from the particularly from the ages of zero to seven, zero to eight. So yeah, your two kiddos for Anusha right there in that window. And they're definitely learning about what's going on in the economy. So what I like to say to folks who have kiddos, whether it's in that age range or not, but if you've got children, now is a really good time to be doing some grounded education about the basics of personal finance. So a couple of things I would encourage parents to share with their kids is the importance of an emergency fund and why if you and your partner did have one, how that is helping you in this situation and why you're using it right now. And if you didn't have one, this can also serve as a reminder of the importance of building one up. And to me, it's also It sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but what I am finding with all of the uncertainty of the job market right now is it's almost providing me with a lot of reassurance. And uh, I'll try and explain what I mean by that. No job is guaranteed. There is no such thing as a safe, cushy job that you know you're going to have every single day walking in and walking out. I think that now is a really good time to say, What are the skills that I have that can be transferable and how can I model for my children that I'm a flexible adult? Yes, I was in food service, but I actually have a ton of good customer service skills. You know who needs some customer service skills right now? The big giants like Amazon and Uber who are out there running deliveries and running food. How can I show my kids the importance of being resilient and the importance of saying, I will take a job I don't have to be quote unquote too good for. It's not the type of job I do. So helping to show your kids the importance of being flexible and also being able to think on their toes and think on their feet. To me, it's such a great time to share with your children how to be a creative adult and how to problem solve creatively without panic. I think what helps to realize also, Lindsay, is that you're not alone. You know, this is what I keep trying to remind myself when I start to worry about my kids regressing, not being in school, or maybe not being able to do as much work as I'm like, everybody has dialed it back. 
Yeah, they, they have, exactly. you know, by force. It's not like we want this, you know, but it's just you have to be okay with the fact that your life is going to be at like 50% now, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of what you were mm-hmm. used to doing and the speed at which you were doing things and at the, uh, the capacity at which you were doing things. It's comforting to know that everybody's experiencing this. Right, exactly. It's all common humanity right now. We're all trying to navigate this together and we're navigating imperfectly. And I love what you said about operating at 50%. There, I, I've been kind of seeing this wave on social media of like, now you have all this time to like read your book and do your thing. And I'm like, that's putting so much pressure on people. I don't know anyone who has more free time right now. I know, right? That's a, I will say though that... Um, I'm doing, I'm doing this video. I'm working on this video right now about how to make working from home work if you have kids. Yeah. And what my first tip is just, um, don't get worked up. And right, right. I, I hope that once all this has subsided, that we will all be much more empathetic to working families and the constraints that they have under normal circumstances, let alone during an epide- during a pandemic, you know, right. where nobody can leave the house and everybody has to work from home with their kids. That I think our country needs to really step it up and support working families. And hopefully this is shining a light on that. Right. Exactly. You're so right. This is just pointing out all of the things that we're not working on such a greater scale. Is there any other counterintuitive advice you're giving clients? I find myself saying crazy things right now, like, you know what? If you don't have savings and you've had this Roth IRA for a while, maybe take out some of the contributions penalty and tax-free because you need to buffer your savings account. I never like to tell people to compromise retirement, but times there are changing. So I'm wondering what are some of the things that you might be telling people that um, you want to give them permission to exercise even because maybe they think it's not quote unquote responsible or the right thing to do. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that you brought that up. All these personal finance rules, they're really guidelines anyway. And now more than ever, it's time for individuals and couples to check in with what they need. And so I am also finding myself telling a lot of clients, like, just take a pause from looking at your money, which sounds so crazy right now. But especially if you are looking at things like your long-term investments, your retirement accounts, when you log in there, all you're going to see is that giant red arrow that says the word loss, and it's going to trigger a ton of anxiety. That's not going to be helpful for anyone. So kind of avoiding looking at that stuff for sure, but also coming back into what are the non-monetary assets that you as a partnership have? How can you really lean on those things? Do you guys have an amazing sense of humor or adventure or steadiness? And how can you lean on those things right now and worry less about the financial part of, of your life right now? I, I, I want to just echo that and say, you have our permission. You're again, not alone in this. And um, if it means that you need to give yourself permission to not pay rent this month and not saying just you know, do talk to your landlord about it. Don't just not pay your rent, but finding these ways to save money, asking for deferments from your credit card companies, from your landlord, mortgage company. If that's what you have to do, do it. If these options are available to us and we need the help, exercise these options. Now is yes. the time. And if you've got yes. that emergency account and you, here's the other thing, and this is, might be a little bit of a psychological thing, Lindsay, you tell me, people who have savings, who don't want to use the savings, 
Right, right. This is the time to break the glass, right? This, <laughs> this is, is the time, everybody. This is the emergency. This is that the you've rainy day. For. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rainy mm-hmm. day has cometh. Yes, exactly. And it's funny you mentioned that. I've seen, I've seen and heard from a couple of people. They're like, "But I worked so hard to get my savings up to X Y Z number." And I'm like, "Good. I'm so glad you did. Now you get to break the glass and use that money, and you'll build it back up. You will. It might not be today or tomorrow or next month, but you will be able to build it up now again. Reminding yourself that you have the skills and the capacity to build that emergency fund back up, and you have the fortune of being able to." Use use it. So please use it. And to your point earlier, like call and shame free, ask for those financial breaks, that financial relief that is available to you right now. And there are lots of things and we'll be getting more things, I think, in the coming months. Um, you know, this $2 trillion uh, relief package, Lindsay, it's a huge, it's like, I don't even know how to how many zeros is that? Who knows? But it's, know. <laughs> it's, but then you hear, oh, this is just the beginning. Right. And this might not be a question for us, but I'll throw it out there because I have been thinking about it and trying to figure out what what to make of it. But people wondering, and this is such a smart question, listeners are asking me, how is this going to transform our economy? Is there going to be more inflation, right? Uh, with, with pouring all this money into our economy kind of artificially. What I'm hearing and what I'm reading is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. This money is not just going to like float, like it's going to get sucked and then we're going to need more. And so there really, there, I don't anticipate inflation happening at least right away because this money is going to still come at a shortfall. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I don't know how this is going to change things. I imagine that people are going, I think for a lot of our economy, we've been operating under this model of things that worked in the fifties and sixties. And we have not been in the fifties or sixties for a very long time. Right. But now it's very, very clear that our model of how money and the economy works has shifted and it's been shifting for decades, but now it's a abundantly clear that things are different. So I don't know how things will change, but I am quite certain to your point that they will. What are some changes you're making in your personal practice? Um, I don't know if the way that you run your business is mostly virtual or it's in person, but how are you, how are you personally transitioning or pivoting career-wise and financially during these times? Yeah, Farnoosh, it's so weird the way that things work out. So I have been a part of a group practice practicing traditional therapy and financial therapy. And I put in my notice there a few months ago ago that on April 1st, I'd be going all in on my own business, just doing financial therapy for couples in a group-based model virtually. And the reason for that is that because there are so few financial therapists available, I had a really long wait list and I wasn't able to serve people and I couldn't continue to scale my business in that two-on-one model, right? There's only so many hours in the day. So I decided that I was going to move to a virtual group-based program. And here we are now wherever Everyone is transitioning things online, and I feel really well positioned to say I already know how to do a lot of this stuff online. I already have the capacity to work with my clients using a different model. So that feels really good that I'm ready for that. Um, so I am just kind of following the course that I laid out for myself this year. And 
That being said, I think I'm continually learning to be humble and to be flexible, knowing that things can and will change. But I'm I'm feeling really confident that my work is needed. And to your point, you know, infidelity and financial stressors are the top two reasons for divorce and they go hand in hand. And I believe it's preventable. We just have to learn to talk about it in a way that isn't about like bashing anybody or shaming anybody or bringing anybody down. And one of the best ways to do that is for you and your partner to get on board about your financial goals. And that to me helps strengthen and deepen your relationship. So I'm not changing a ton in my business model. I was already pivoting this way. We need you now more than ever. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really thankful to have had this calling and I'm really, really proud that I am continuing to go down this path and really serve clients in this way. So now tell us more about your book. You know, there's at this point so much uh, content and literature and it's a great thing around money and our minds and our mindset. You wanted to move the conversation um, even further. So tell us about how your book takes us to the next level. Yeah, my book is The Financial Anxiety Solution and it is set up in a workbook format. For me, I'm the type of learner that I need to do a lot of examples and I need to kind of do like practice problems, right? As a student, I was, the way that I learned was by doing practice quizzes. So I think I wrote the book thinking about how I learned best and hoping that it will help others as well. So the book really takes people through some of the basic building blocks of anxiety and how it shows up in our lives and how it shows up when it comes to our finances. And my goal with the book is that it's like 80 or 90% about our emotions and psychology. There is one chapter in there about kind of the basic building blocks of money, because again, I don't think money is that complicated. I think we make it really complicated, but it does certainly cause anxiety to not know some of those basic definitions and building blocks. So Anyway, it's really about understanding why you feel uncomfortable around money, what stories you've told yourself about money that aren't serving you, and how to untangle them on three different levels. So untangling your anxiety when it comes to your thoughts, your feelings and emotions, and then finally your behaviors or actions and allowing people to kind of see where they work best. Do they need to make a behavior change first? Do they need to do some thought work first? And allowing people to work through that book in a way that helps them apply these skills and apply these tools in their real life communities. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for all of your work. So grateful that, you know, the timing worked out perfectly. Uh, We need this book more than ever. We need your advice now more than ever. Keep doing you and hope to have you back soon. Yes. Thank you so, so much for having me. And um, yeah, we will be in touch and I hope everybody works on dialing down their financial anxiety. We will get through this. We will. Thank you. Thanks so much to Lindsay for joining us. Check her out at mindmoneybalance.com. Her book again is called The Financial Anxiety Solution. You can download the transcript and share the episode at somoneypodcast.com. And stay tuned for Friday. That's when I answer your biggest money questions. There's still time to submit. Go to somoneypodcast.com and click on Ask Farnoosh and submit your question there or go on Instagram and send me a direct message. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope your day is so money.